Do you want to start us? Because you're so good at it. I feel like you're way better at it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you are. This could actually be the intro where we're talking about who should the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are... <laughs> See, I'm not good at it. <laughs> All right, I'll try. This is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and in all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing, while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We hope you've had a great summer. We're wrapping up here, unfortunately, on the summer, about to head into fall, into a brand new season. And we know that we've got some returning homeschoolers, we've got some brand new homeschoolers, maybe even some new entrepreneurs, some returning entrepreneurs. And we wanted to do an episode just for you talking about how do we get into our fall routine, into fall homeschool. Uh, Lots of you are probably on a public school schedule, and we know that public schools everywhere have started school back. And so some of you are starting school maybe even this week or last week. And so we wanted to talk about today a few things, um, kind of what we've learned over the years And how, especially Liz, who's been homeschooling for a really long time, how her perspective has kind of changed from when she first started to starting kindergarten with her youngest. And then also kind of how to find a measuring stick for yourself of what a successful day looks like in your home with your kids homeschooling and doing what God has called you to do. Um, I know it can be really overwhelming sometimes and we can feel condemnation and judge ourselves and um, feel frustrated. And so we kind of just want to talk about how to find that measuring stick to know when you've had a successful day and kind of how to always feel successful in the midst of having a measuring stick. Uh, Because sometimes the measuring stick can kind of trip us up a little bit. So we're going to talk about what we each value and how to find what you value and also how to find grace within that standard that the Lord has uh, given you or called you to or gifted you with. So, yeah, for for me, um, having half of our, well, two, our two youngest boys just started back to public school this week. And then I have three that I'm homeschooling this year, all girls. And the oldest is going into her junior year of high school and she's actually doing like an online private school. So I don't actually have to educate her. I just have to 
you know, support and advocate for her doing what she's supposed to do, which is a really great thing for high school, I'm finding. And Mm -hmm. then I have an eighth grader and then our youngest is starting kindergarten. And so, yeah, I was just reflecting on over the years how my goals and my standards have changed in different seasons. So when Maya, who's the one that's a junior now, was starting kindergarten, I remember doing all this research, wanting to find the very best curriculum that was going to give her the most comprehensive education. I wanted to have every, like the whole year planned out. I had this huge binder. I was doing, I was printing things, laminating things, cutting things out. I had a whole room of the house dedicated to homeschooling. I had posters on the wall, like I had stations, like it was crazy. (laughs) So looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was totally just overboard, but I just wanted her to have the best little experience. And she was the only one I was educating at the time. So I had more, much more capacity. This was before entrepreneurship. I was babysitting a few kids like in our home. I was a little overwhelmed because I made myself be, but it was manageable to be able to go a little more all out for one kid. And then just slowly over time, seasons changed. We did different curriculums. Every year was a little bit different. As my business has grown the last couple of years, I was just telling Sarah that the challenge has been more like, how do we actually get school done? Because mm-hmm. as my business has grown, my focus and my time has been a lot more divided. And the the tendency, my tendency is like, oh my goodness, business is fun. I, I have a, you know, a business that does one of my businesses requires a lot of communication with a team and nurturing and conversations. And it's just like the whole day could go by. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's just been kind of all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the last, I would say two years, like just really having to work harder to like focus on school and, and finish the, the things we started. And then now that the youngest, Charlotte, is starting kindergarten, I'm literally like, we're we're not starting homeschooling until after Labor Day. I think September 5th will be all of our first day because that's when Maya starts her school. And I literally was just asking Sarah, I think I don't have curriculum yet for Charlotte. And I'm like, I, I just want to do what is going to be fun and easy. And if it could take like less than an hour a day, that'd be great. I'm looking at the good and the beautiful. And so I knew Sarah had done that curriculum before. And she's like, yes, this is what you have to do. She'll do some cutting. You might have to have some like beans or something to count. But if you don't have beans, you can substitute Cheerios or veggie straws or whatever you want. (laughs) And it's really laid back. That sounds great. And I'm like, done, check. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go order it and hopefully it'll be here, you know, in time. But it's so funny how in different seasons with different kids, like the priorities shift. And it was before. And of course, I care about all of their education. But I've also learned as time has gone on, there's so much learning happening just in doing life. And so much of the beauty of homeschooling is really that we're always the most important things, the character, the ethics, the, you know, are they hard workers? Are they honest? Are they responsible? Do they love Jesus? Some, a lot of it's intangible. Of course, it's important to do the actual like math and the parts of speech. And can you, 
spell well and can you write a complete sentence, all those things. But really the most beautiful parts of homeschooling are, you know, the relationship that you get to foster, the skills that you get to pass on that are just by being together. And I will say that after, I guess, you know, Maya's going into her 11th year of school and then we did preschool too. So after this many years of homeschooling, I'm realizing more and more like, gosh, the relationship and then just spending our time in a way that at the end of the day, we all feel good and it was fun and it wasn't like this frantic, stressful, plain catch up thing. So for me going into this year, if I were to have to think about a measuring stick, you know, I do have like goals for myself to like plan ahead a little bit better than I did last year to have a little bit more um, foresight. But overall, the main mistake I've made in the times when homeschooling was not joy filled was when I felt behind, I felt stressed out, and then I projected my stress onto my kids and me feeling Mm -hmm. behind then became stressful for them. So for me, the measuring stick this year at the end of each day is going to be, did we have fun? And did I not put my stress onto my girls? Mm. (laughs) That's success. Yeah. Like when I think of, we've talked about this before on the podcast. If you haven't heard us talk about this, go listen to Habits That Change Your Life, The Dial Method, episode 18. We did this really early on. Um, So the dial method is basically when you picture yourself homeschooling or doing anything in life, you can picture like, what does it look like if my dial is all the way up to a 10? And what would it look like for my dial to be at a one or a two? Like, what's the least, like, what's the least amount I can do to accomplish my goal? Um, And then what's the most I can do to accomplish this goal? So when it comes to homeschooling or lots of things, like let's say you're working out for the first time in a while, most people go to, I'm going to put my dial at 10. Now they are like in the gym every day or six days a week for like a good month. And then like something comes along in life and they get knocked off the horse. And the trick is to not turn your dial down to a zero and get knocked off the horse. The trick is like, what would it look like right now if I turn the dial down to a one or a two? What's the least amount I can do and still keep being somebody that exercises, somebody that is prioritizing my health? What's the least amount I can do? Maybe it's like 10 push-ups before bed or sit-ups or something. Well, we tend to have all or nothing mindsets, right? Like either I'm doing everything or I'm doing nothing. And I, it's really hard to find yourself in the middle and feel successful because success to most of us looks like doing everything. Yeah. And it just goes back to that. Like if you are uh, the captain of a ship, if you change your trajectory of where you're headed in the water by just 1%, just like a tiny little bit, you will end up somewhere different than where you started. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with homeschooling, if we take that same mentality, like, okay, well, a 10 to me, I'm just going to pretend it looks like having that Pinterest ready homeschool room. It looks like all the kids sitting around the table at once having a laughing good time. It looks like having a Bible study and then prayer and then three hours of (laughs) subjects and then lunch and then free play and then a nature walk. And then um, whatever that is in your mind, that's like the ideal 
a 10 is really hard to execute on a consistent basis. It, let's just say impossible. Okay. None of us can do that. And so if you're, if your success measurement, your measuring stick is a 10, then pretty much you're going to mostly feel throughout homeschool, like you're failing. So if we can figure out what's the one, what's the least amount I can do and still have done the thing and still be a homeschooling mom, still being a entrepreneur who homeschools, I can still take on the identity of somebody who is homeschooling my kids. Maybe it's like, what's the least amount I can do and still be a joyful mom, (laughs) like, you know, like (laughs) be stewarding my kids well. Um, if you can figure out what the one looks like, then there will be days when you will be able and have the capacity to execute a 10. And there will be days when all you can execute is the one. But if you decide that as long as your dial is still on, then you have been successful. Like Liz, even you talking about like, you want to plan your weeks better so that you can, um, you know, not be as stressed. So like in an ideal world, you might sit down on a Sunday night and like plan out your week and when you're going to do homeschool every day and what kids getting your attention when, but there will inevitably be weeks that you don't get that time on Sunday night or you're too tired or something comes up. And so what happens then if that's the 10, like every Sunday night, I take an hour and I plan my homeschool week. What if that's the 10, then like what happens when you know, you can't do that. You can't execute that. So it would be like, I'm just taking Liz as a practical example. Like what would be the one? Would that be like, okay, 10 minutes, five minutes before we actually start homeschool, I'm taking a second to calibrate my brain and think through how the rest of this day is going to go. Because I did not catch myself until five minutes before we actually start, we're able to start. That was the first time I actually had the thought of like, oh, I I wonder how the rest of this time is going to go today. Like I was just on autopilot and doing business and like doing all the things and making food for people. So it's like, what could the one look like? Um, And for me, the 10 is, (laughs) I think I'm an interesting personality (laughs) because my 10 doesn't really have to do with like what got accomplished my 10 is that I feel a certain way at the end of the day. Like I feel like, I mean, kind of like you said too, Liz, like you feel like you did not emanate negative, like stress onto everyone else. Yes. Like my 10 is that I don't feel controlled by my own schedule. Like I think I'm a person that is really, really good at and you guys, we have this free uh, 24-hour schedule on our website, thejoyfullama.com forward slash schedule. And I'm about to make mine for fall where I actually like will have a weekly designated time. Like on a Monday at 10 o'clock, you'll generally find me doing this thing. So I don't ever want to be controlled by my schedule. But what I most find freedom and like value the freedom in is really feeling like I'm beating the system. Like (laughs) I am getting to like design my own day every day, even if it's like at 10 o'clock on a Monday, I'm doing this every single Monday. I find a lot of reward in feeling uh, nobody is controlling me. I am the captain of this ship. I get to decide what happens when 
and I'm the one in control. And I think that's a little bit of my Enneagram 8 personality. (laughs) Maybe a little. (laughs) That's me. That's like my very specific personality of what makes me feel successful. But there are days when honestly, like other people are controlling more of my schedule than I want them to. Like maybe my kids are controlling my schedule a little bit. Maybe one of them's sick or maybe that like we have to go somewhere that I didn't want to go or like I'm having to give more than I wanted to give to things that are not my priority. So evaluating like what does a one look a one day look like? What is a five day look like? And then what's the ideal 10? But knowing in your mind that the 10 is kind of an anomaly, like none of us are really hitting it. And I think it can be really easy to see pictures, to watch YouTube videos, to see Pinterest, to judge ourselves and compare ourselves to what other people are valuing instead of really what we are valuing. And it's okay to like look at people and be inspired and be like, oh, you know what? I really love that that person does that. I would really like to implement that this year. Like, that's okay. But when you're finding like your six, were you successful or not based on what someone else is doing, then, you know, it's just a slippery slope. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, quit homeschool. And I think a lot of it comes from condemnation. Like they just don't feel like they can do it like everyone else can. And they're not good enough at it. And it's too hard. Yes, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. And so many of us feel that way, like you're saying, because unrealistic these unrealistic expectations that maybe we can have like the dial at a 10 like (laughs) at the beginning of the year it's always easier right (laughs) we start off with a lot of steam um a lot of motivation we're fresh especially if you had a summer break but it's it's very unrealistic to think that every day can be a 10 or every week can be a 10 or even that so I I think that the the dial thing is so good and I think that just go into the year expecting that the dial is going to go up and down and mm-hmm. your success can't be measured by necessarily like everything you did that day cuz some days I'm just going to tell you if no one has to get <laughs> some days you'll get nothing done <laughs> nothing <laughs> no school will happen but you, it, it can still be successful if maybe you played outside, maybe you had some like intentional conversations, maybe you spent extra time around the kitchen table and just talked, or maybe you had a really good um, story at bedtime and snuggled. I don't know, a million things. Maybe as you went to the grocery store or ran errands, you just found some opportunities to educate and to just pull them into your life as you're doing the things that you're doing as a grown-up. And that's Mm -hmm. really good. But we can really measure success based on how we feel, how the kids feel, and what was the culture and climate of our home for the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the other day, I was in the Walmart parking lot for like probably 20 minutes while my husband ran in to get a few things we needed with my daughter and me and my son were in the car. And we had like a 20-minute conversation about the tint on car windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he was so curious. And I'm like pointing out different cars and we're talking about like, what's legal and what's illegal and why. And when you're driving this, 
you know, this happens. And, and like, was it what I planned on <laughs> talking to my kids about that day? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> But I really felt like after that conversation was over, like I felt really satisfied. I was like, oh, I just like really satisfied my son's curiosity. Who knows how long he's been thinking about (laughs) done windows? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Just the like pleasure of having that time together. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's that's really great. That's so good. Yeah. I've had Charlotte has really been interested in Abraham Lincoln and Mm -hmm. asked black questions now knows more than I do because we exhausted my knowledge about Abraham Lincoln pretty quickly. And then we had to go looking for like eBooks and podcasts and audiobooks and all those things. So now she literally knows more than me, but it, there is something really fun and it feels really good to help and give them knowledge and sorry in advance, she's out there crying. I don't know why it's so if it's, if you can, oh. it's loud, sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, you know, like practically speaking, like, you know, as you're planning your, how many days a week are you going to do homeschool? And like, we have so many podcasts, like go back and listen to the ones even from last year, from the fall, um, where we talk about like how we do our rhythms and, you know, I only do four days a week of school and here's why. And, you know, we do school year, school year round. And there's so many different practical things you can implement. And here's the kicker. For anyone who's new to homeschooling or needs a reminder is that you can always pivot. So you don't are not married to this curriculum you're starting. You're not married to the curriculum you did last year. You're not married to the rhythms you did last year. Like just be open to them changing and give yourself like a lot of grace. This first, like for the first like month, month and a half, two months when you start homeschool again, like Mm -hmm take naps, let your kids like give them some breathing room to like have big, big emotions. And it's really hard. I'm sure to be a kid, if you just have like a ton of freedom and then now you're being expected to like sit down and do all this work and like just focus, you know? So give your, give your kids grace, give yourself grace. Maybe you need to have like a pizza night (laughs) the first day of school or like maybe you don't plan like a whole bunch of stuff that weekend, especially if you're brand new, like you're going to be, it's just a lot of emotional energy, mental energy you're putting out doing something brand new. Like you're going to be a learner and back like at, you know, level one learning how to homeschool and learning your kids and learning what you like, what your rhythm's going to be. And you're always free to change it. Like if you're like, we're going to take a walk after lunch every single day. And then you're like, I hate this. (laughs) This is not (laughs) life-giving. You know, like just change it. Like, um, and bring your kids into the conversation. Say, hey, you know, what do you guys want to do at one o'clock after lunch every day? Uh, If they're not taking naps, if they're not little. Um, But yeah, what advice would you give to a homeschooler that is, starting. Well, everything you just said, I love that. I love the idea of bringing the kids into it and asking them what feels fun and just trying different things. Just kind of treat it like an experiment while you're getting started and then kind of measure what was the most fun and what was the most life-giving. And at the end of the day, when did I feel the least like I want to pull my hair out or just want to go to bed way too early? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
whatever, however you would want to deal with the stress. And then even be willing to flex from there. I think that just having grace for yourself, grace for your kids, setting the expectations on all of you, this is going to evolve and we can always, and you will learn and improve as we go. But let's just treat this like we're we're figuring it out and we don't have to have it figured out before we start and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to all be planned out to be executed well we can truly because no matter how much you plan that's going to happen anyways and if you go into it with that expectation and not that you're going to have it perfectly figured out from the first day then you won't feel like you're failing and then you won't feel behind and Mm -hmm. and then you'll enjoy the process more so um i think giving yourself and your kids freedom to say, I enjoyed this or I didn't is really, really crucial. And just mm-hmm. giving them a voice. Maybe one kid loved it and the other didn't at all. And it's like, okay, well, let's try to pivot and find something different for you. And there's so many free resources where you can try something out, maybe try a curriculum for a couple weeks at a time before you buy the whole thing. Actually, most curriculums do have some kind of like a free one or two week download. You can test it out before you actually purchase it. So if you're just starting out, I would totally recommend that. And don't get like caught up in the web of like all the mom reviews. I used to do that. I would read the reviews <laughs> for hours. <laughs> just start with something and try it and be be open to pivoting. And I think that just keeping your heart centered on the Lord and knowing like the end goal is relationship and hearts that are on fire for Jesus and their worldview is like, how can I make an impact for the kingdom? How can I make an impact in my home? How can I become more like Jesus? And everything else is unto that end. That that will just give you more peace. And it's okay Absolutely. to have days. Yeah. Have days where it's like, okay, we're going to not do math today. We can maybe do extra math tomorrow, but today we're going to like, we're going to do more art. We're going to spend more time outside. We're going to whatever. And just kind of trusting your heart (laughs) because there will be days you need to pivot and just let yourself off the hook a little bit. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My son did his math on the way to Costco the other day. It was an hour drive and he didn't do it like in the normal routine. It was like just in the car because we had to go to Costco and there was no other time because stuff came up. So stuff is going to come up, like especially if you have a business. Like Liz, you guys are, what do you call it? (laughs) With your Airbnb. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. You guys are remodeling a house, an Airbnb right now. So like you've got stuff coming up like left and right and you have other businesses and like there's just so much going on in our worlds. And it's just like knowing what do I put my attention to right now, Lord? Like, do I shift my focus? Do I shift my priorities today? Like just being open to the spirit and that still small voice and grace. Like when there's legalism and perfectionism, that's what kills the grace. Like then you cannot pivot if you're being a perfectionist because no, you have to like finish exactly or do it exactly like you said you were going to do it. And yes, there's like the principle of doing what you say you're going to do, like being holding integrity with yourself that exists. Mm -hmm. It has to be held in tandem with grace and following the Holy Spirit. And so there's like these both ands that you, you know, you get to learn how to, how to live within a new way with homeschooling and especially if you're an entrepreneur at the same time, or maybe you're working full time, or maybe you're in ministry. But when you're juggling multiple balls and have multiple plates in the air, like sometimes, you know, things, things change and we can't live at a 10. So 
give yourself lots of grace and yeah, keep tuning in. We'll keep talking about entrepreneurship and homeschool. We have some really fun interviews coming up talking about things that are important to just all of us. Um, We have a wellness coach coming on. Um, We have an entrepreneur friend you'll get to hear from, six-figure entrepreneur. Yeah, just some fun interviews. So stay tuned. Well, we will see you guys next time, or you will hear from us next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.